0: Okay, אז אנחנו נמצאים אני לבי, נמצאת כאן So, hi, emma I'm uh, very excited to be here um, with the Emma Ihere. Yeah, I- yeah. Ihere, you'll say it's uh, better than me just now. Sounds good. Um, head of sustainability of the Embracer Group, the biggest um, gaming and entertainment company in Europe. Very excited to be here with you. Um, the headline of our uh, podcast today is how can the gaming world actually be a force for good? Um, but before we sort of dive into that, I think, I believe most of our listeners um, are not familiar with Embracer Group, but probably know and play many of your games. Um, so maybe just start with a very brief overview of Embracer, how you operate and your role as head of sustainability.
1: And thanks for having me, and it's really great to be in Israel. Uh, but I, I can say a couple of words about Embracer Group. It's a gaming and entertainment company, and like you said, it's the largest one in Europe. Uh, we have 15,000 employees and are present in 40 countries. And in Israel, uh, we, have, we have a company called uh, Crazy Labs, so I visited them yesterday. And uh, I don't know, what else do you want to know? We have our head office in Sweden uh, in a city called Karlstad. And you have probably not been there. That's no, for no, the future. I, I told you, Stockholm in my list of yeah. uh,
0: it's coming up.
1: <laughs> I'm looking forward to having you over.
0: Great, great. I'm, I'm making a note of that. So um, how do you see your, uh, maybe again, very briefly, one word is uh, sustainability, head of sustainability. What is the purpose? What is your main role as you um, perceive it?:
1: uh, It's to walk the talk, to live our values. It's to to map and manage our risks and to find business opportunities where we can do good for people, the planet, the world, and run our business in the same time. So I have the overall strategic responsibility for sustainability and uh, I'm responsible for the dialogue with investors and banks about ESG or sustainability.
0: Great, amazing. So, um, you know, the the gaming entertainment um, sector is probably one of the fastest growing sectors Um, and and you reach billions of people around the world. Um, It is also believed to have quite a substantial brain print um, because we know that games And uh, videos and, you know, their design and the content really affect people's perceptions and behaviors, probably of young and old, Um, doesn't really matter your age. Um, So as a starter, I would like to ask, how do you perceive your role as a company in minimizing harm and actually creating safer environments for, for users, for your users?
1: Uh, I think the gaming industry and Embrace Group, uh, like all sectors and all companies, have to, to map their risks, uh, the risk, ESG risks. So it's a risk of uh, you know, having a negative influence or impact on the world. And then you have to start from your business. What are we actually doing? Uh, we have game developers and other employees who develop games and entertainment. For, for the consumers uh, and if you look at our business, our value chain, uh, our main risks are lack of diversity and inclusion uh, among the employees and as well in games. Uh, uh, but it, it can also be unhealthy gaming that people or kids, kids are people as well, uh, but they're more vulnerable. Uh, that they play too much, uh, so they should enjoy games, they should develop, but they shouldn't spend all time playing games. So that's some of our risks. Okay. Can you maybe share some concrete examples with
0: us of, you know, if it's games or um, if, if, if it's within the design of the games or other you know, initiatives that you're, um, that you're taking to actually really deal with those issues um, that you mentioned uh,
1: if you if you focus on on uh, diversity and inclusion or discrimination in the worst case uh, wh- what we do is that we work quite a lot on leadership or leadership training because uh, I, I don't think people are born evil and they want to do good but some aren't aware of that, they dis- discriminate. So it's easier to hire someone that are more like yourself or people you know. Uh, so what we try to do is to recruit broader. And once you, you have recruited broader and you, you know recruited a better diversity, you had to focus on, on uh, inclusion because you just have a better diversity. But if people that, that don't get inc- uh, inclusive, or don't feel inclusive uh, in the uh, studio, uh, they will leave the company or they will leave uh, the studio. Uh, As well, if you look at unhealthy gaming, uh, it can be about parental control. So it's actually uh, tools that help um, help parents uh, to monitor what what their kids are watching or playing. Uh, to limit the amount of time they spend uh, playing different games uh, and as well to to disable uh, th- that the kids aren't able to buy things while they're playing because that can be quite uh, quite costly and uh, as as well to to make parents and teachers and uh, adults more aware of what what is games and, and, you know, because you, you can't just say that we don't like games, we don't want our kids to play. And they have to be, be more aware of what gaming actually is. And because sometimes it's this, you know, picture that gaming is always violent, is sexist, is something negative. But if you look at the gaming industry more like the film industry, there are different films. There are different kind of games. It's good to watch movies, but you shouldn't do that day and night and eat crisps all the time. Uh, You have to do other stuff as as well. You have to do your homework, you have to do exercise, and the same holds for games. That it can be really developing, but depends which games and how much you play. Okay, we'll get
0: back to that. I have another question for you on that, but before we... We we dive into this. So we we spoke about you know minimizing harm and creating safer environments. On the next level, um, is such a huge industry with as we said billions of users. How can you actually um, harness your power to be a force for good and actually create change and you know impact even more? Like I know that um, there's lots of initiatives. I I know in the environmental sort of uh, arena. You know, games are created in order to create awareness and uh, around, you know, environmental issues, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe a few examples, if you can talk a bit about that. So one is minimizing harm. And then we want to go into actually being a force for good and, and making a greater impact. Yeah, even.
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, and th- that's the most fun, you know, wh- whatever industry or wh- for whichever company you work for. Uh, I think that's the thing I love how you can develop your business, how you can run your business and do good at the same time. And usually well-managed risks can be opportunity. So if, if you, instead of discriminate people, you, you focus on diversity and inclusion, uh, you will recruit the best people and, and you will, will have a lower turnover among the employees. Uh, as well, your employees will talk good about the company uh, instead of you know moaning and go going to the to to the bar or to dinner partners and say oh they just you know that's a horrible company you should never buy their games, so you make them into to good ambassadors in, instead of the other way around. Uh, but as well, if you look at the the people playing games, it's I think it's about fifty uh, percent of the population in Europe between six and 64 plays, play games. And that includes, not just video games, it's mobile games as well. And but f- half of them are women. So if we wanna develop the best games uh, and the, the games that are actually appealing to, to our customers and be profitable in the long run, uh, our employees uh, uh, have to reflect our customers. So, but, but you you get, yeah, get yeah, so. yeah yeah yeah. So that's a way. So so I think the business development is uh, our product to develop new games and develop the games we have to find new markets. Uh, but it's also do, to develop our way of working and our our organization. And as well, we have tabletop games like Ticket to Run and other games. And it's a studio in France that developed something called Access Plus, uh, which uh, which is uh, for people with uh, cognitive uh, disabilities uh, that actually make the games more suited for them, or for people with dement- d- dementia dementia. yeah uh, so so I think that's a very good way of the, you know business development. Uh, but at the same time, we find new markets for our products.
0: Great, yeah. I mean, there are always opportunities. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I, I truly believe that uh, you know the world of um, ESG and sustainability is a huge platform for uh, innovation and business development. And
1: yeah, and I think that's the best way to to make the sustainability work within a company sustainable. Because now we have lots, lots of challenges in the world and in Europe and in Sweden and in all four countries where we are. And if we actually make our sustainability work uh, profitable in the long run, uh, even if we go into recession or depression, I hope not, uh, we will go on with this sustainability work and uh, still do good for, for stakeholders.
0: Agree, one hundred percent. That's why it has to be profitable as well. It's a win-win. It has to be good for all. I mean, it's it's we all people. Doesn't matter which side of the (laughs) table we sit in, and as long as we do good and and we can grow and develop, I think. Yeah, and
1: it might not be profitable in the the short run, but if you invest in people, in HR, in advertisement, in marketing, in employer branding. It won't be profitable day one or two or the first quarter, so it's it's just about making the right investment uh, investments so you actually invest where you do good uh, and that that's pro- profitable for your shareholders and other stakeholders.
0: great I agree so if we go back, you spoke about we spoke a bit about the number of hours that um, kids spend um either watching movies, but also playing games and you know, um, playing video games, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Do you think the, um, the gaming industry has an educative role to play in today's world?
1: But when I started to work for Embrace Group, I had that idea that uh, games could actually educate people, but now I realize that education is something else than gaming. Gaming should be fun. You should do it because you love it, not to get educated. Uh, but what you t- can do is gam- gamify education. So you okay. can use edu- uh, games to make education more fun. Uh, but it's it's not the same playing games and, you know, education. Okay. But What you can do is that you can make uh, the gamers and other stakeholders more aware of the climate, uh, what's happening in the world, uh, geographic conflict, uh, racism, sexism. But then you have to build that into the game so it doesn't feel like you educate them. It's more making them more aware, more engaged, uh, like that. You kind of have to secretly yeah, okay. get to positively, again. positively affect
0: their brain print.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: totally. So great. Yeah. Um, I think we might have time for one last question. So, one, one thing which I'm very interested in when you know speaking and reading about your uh, business model also, um, because your, your sustainability strategy is quite a robust one um, and you're covering many aspects of ESG. Um, Yet your operating system is such where you, it's decentralized, as you you described it, so you basically work with probably hundreds of different, you know, game game creators and businesses, etc, etc, all coming from different backgrounds and having different values and different mission strategies. Um, So how do you manage this challenge um, in the framework of your sustainability and impact strategies?
1: Uh, Very good question. Uh, And uh, I totally agree that it's impossible to control 131 studios, 15,000 employees. Uh, So what we do is that we have our framework and our strategy and we we have made them very simple, very easy to understand. uh, And as well, we start from our business. Uh, So that's, you know, if they... Uh, that will actually make their business stronger. So instead of telling all 15,000 employees every day what they're going to do or force the studios to implement our sustainability strategy, uh, we we empower them and and try to get them more and more engaged. And some are really passionate about this. Uh, So I think that's the best way of working. And you can compare it to if you if you are a company, you can't make sure that everyone work, uh, you know, and really do the best for the company. If it's Apple or H and M or other companies, uh, the 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 guy is selling a T-shirt that he's actually nice to the customer. So instead, you have to make it very clear that these are you have to hire the right people with the right values. And you have to make them feel they are part of the company, they're proud of the company, they want to do the best for the company, and then give them these easy tools like our sustainability framework and other tools to to do their, their job. Great.
0: So thank you very much,
1: Emma. It was a real pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: אז אנחנו נמצאים בטרמן על העיצוב בבת ים ומקליטים את הפרק בקוקפיט ואת פודקאסטים חברתי שבין היתר מעסיק ומשקם מתמודדי נפש ברדיו בפודקאסט.